You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good day once again, everybody. Thanks for hopping on the latest edition of Gun on One. It is powered by Patterson Square Garden. I'm Derek Gunn. Well, the week of Super Bowl 56 is upon us. And the word electric comes to mind. When you, but when you look at the two principals involved, the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals, they are two offenses that can basically explode at any given moment. Um, one team, you could say, well, some people expected to get there, but the other team came from out of nowhere to get this far. And of course, when you're talking Super Bowl, you're talking about major betting implications. And when I say major, we're not talking about thousands, hundred thousands, millions. We're talking about billions of dollars will be bet on this Super Bowl. And the one guy I love to talk to when it comes to betting, because I, I know his story well, um, and, and I know how his mind works. If my mind worked like that, I would be set for life. But he is a good friend of mine. He is the one and only Brad Feinberg. Man, how you doing, Brad? It's been a while since we've talked. I'm, I'm, it's been way too long. And by the way, Garth, we're going to make, we won't make, but we'll just, we'll settle for millions, me and you, right, on this game. We'll make millions. We'll leave the billions for like the Bill Gates of the world. We'll take millions. And we know who's going to win, right? We know everything. We know, you know. But 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 anyway, it's great to be on your show. You're one of my favorite people in the Thank world. You, and I, I really look forward to talking to you. Well, today. if you make me millions, I'm going to tell you right now, I will be disappearing right after the game and going into the witness <laughs> protection program. And I will be sending you coded messages for the next five years to let you know where I am and how I'm doing. But very few people will know my whereabouts. Do you know I saw a guy that I actually know made a $20 bet. He picked the exact score of the Bengals-Chiefs game yep. and the 49ers-Rams uh, game. Do you know how much it paid him? How much? $20 bet. How much? $560,000. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Why couldn't you? I mean, I had 2017. Um, you know, Rams, why couldn't you have just told me 27, 24 bucks? I wish I would have known. Where, where were you? We could have collaborated. <laughs> Man. Hey, but, but, we would have we put at least a couple hundred well, on At it. least that. And, but but <laughs> in all seriousness, when you look at this sense of yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals team, at any yeah. point this season, did you honestly feel this team can make the Super Bowl? And let's go back a yes. little bit. I know you make a lot of pre preseason wagers. Did you ever include Cincinnati in any of your preseason games? You did? Yeah, I do have the Bengals. Yeah, I do have the Bengals. Wish I had a bigger portfolio of them, but I do have. I had a Bengals ticket at fifty to one to win the AFC and one hundred to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, it was as high as one hundred fifty to one, but I didn't 
unfortunately, was able to get that. But I did get 101. Look, Joe Burrow, uh, a few years ago when he was at LSU, Derek, they were my biggest win right in my career where I bet LSU, I think it was 101 to win the national championship. And I watched every one of their games. And I really, honestly, really believed that Joe Burrow had a chance to be the best player in all pro football. So this was a guy that I followed very, very closely. I think he's a total winner. Um, and I actually added betting on the Bengals. I think it was around week. I bet him to win the division, which I won a nice amount on. And I added them right around week 10 or 11. They were probably like seven and four. And I was still able to get 25 to one to win the AFC. So look, I, I'm not as shocked as others because I love Joe Burrow that much. Wow. What about the Rams? Now, they've become the second straight team to be playing a Super yeah. Bowl in their backyard. W did you also pick the Rams over in the NFC? They're one of the teams I have. But again, Derek, I'll end up having like 10 teams. Okay. They were one of the 10 teams I did have. You know, uh, and, and I they unfortunately, their odds were never crazy high. I think I have them at like 15 to 1, which is which is still which is still good. But again, there were other teams I would have done better on than if they had gotten there. Look, this Rams team, when they got Matt Stafford, Dirk, we knew, right? We knew that was a big upgrade. And, you know, they, they've done what they had to do. They did everything they can to give the game away to Tampa Bay, but they didn't. And then, you know, they got the win last week. And then, look, they went all in, right? They put their chips in. They're like, look, we'll give up a second-round pick for Mon Miller, whatever it was, third-round pick. We're trying to win this season because who knows when you're going to get back, which is why um, with Buffalo – uh, and I just have to say this. I know we're talking gambling, but Derek, I can't help myself. I have to say this to all your listeners. Sean McVay, I'm sorry, Sean McDermott, what he did. They should hire someone like me. And it doesn't have to be me, but someone like me on the sidelines. And I'll tell you why. As a gambler, I'm always thinking, how can I find edge? What loophole is there within the rules? How can I win this game that no other person except dumbasses like me are thinking about <laughs> constantly? Okay. But I, but I, this is my life. Like I'm always looking. For, they had to make rules for me in my fantasy leagues because I would not remember within the rules. I'd find every loophole because as a gambler, I'm thinking, how can I get this to my edge? Well, in the NFL, Derek, what in a basketball game? There's five seconds to go. Your team's up three. What happens usually? You tell me. What usually happens when the team's up three and the other team has the ball? Well, if the team's up three and the other team, they're going to try to deliberately foul them, send them yes, to the free throw line. You. Yeah. Thank you. So every coach does it because it's smart. Right. Well, let me ask you a question, Derek. What happens? First, they should have just kicked the ball to the five-yard line. That would have taken seven seconds off the clock and ended the game. They made that was mistake number one. But mistake number two, and this would have ended the game, all they need to do is put every single player in a bear hug at the line of scrimmage, get a five-yard defensive holding penalty. Literally, Tyreek Hill, you were laughing at me going like this, <laughs> Tyreek, and you just put him in. Don't even give him a chance to run a play. Five, six, seven seconds off the clock. Mahomes like, what the heck's going on here? He's going to have to throw the ball in, and you're gonna, it's going to be first and five to 30, game over. You should be coaching. Excuse you me, should, these coaches don't You should it. be coaching in the NFL, my man. I... I don't pretend, see, I know you're saying this, I don't pretend I can coach, but I can understand game theory as good as anyone on the planet. In terms of how to maximize things, how not to make mistakes like that, that is something I'm a lead at. Can I coach a play? Heck no, I'd be embarrassed, but I wouldn't even attempt to say I could. I'm not, that's not my thing. But in terms of understanding lot probabilities and logic and, and, and the best chance for our team to win the game, I would be as good as anyone. There's other people like me, but all the people I can with also the same thing. What is McDermott doing? Why are you not intentionally committing a five-yard holding penalty and ending the game? Why are they leaving up the chance? <laughs> you know what? You, see, you're, you're, the, right. you're, you're the analytics guy. See, you're what the NFL yes. is all about now, the analytics. Uh, you need to be putting your resume out there to get yourself an analytics job. 
I, I will say this, and I, and I say this with all humble whatever. If I was on an NFL sideline, I would probably win an NFL team at least one game a year based on making the optimal decisions that I see head coaches make mistakes on every single week. And I, I, the McDermott one just put me over the edge because I did have Buffalo. <laughs> and it just really frustrated me, Derek, because, again, and he's like, oh, Josh, I was like, oh, we'll be back. But let me ask you a question, Derek. How many times did Dan Marino get back after he won the Super Bowl? How many times has Aaron Rodgers been back? You don't know he's going to be no. back. So when you have that chance, you can't screw it up. And McDermott not knowing the rules. And by the way, Derek, end of the first half of the game, how many times do you see there's eight seconds left in the half? It's second down and goal at the nine-yard line. There's eight seconds left. There's time for one more play. Same thing. Tackle the guys. Hold them. Don't even karate chop them. Do whatever you want. That's going to be the five-yard line. They're going to have to kick a field goal anyway. Why even give them a chance to run a play? Oh, my goodness. See, you you think way too deeply about this stuff, man. But no one does it. Nobody does it. And again, the rules would change. After Brad Feinberg was in the rule, they'd be like, oh, we can't allow that. But as long as those are the rules utilize them well we are here to tap into your optimal mind when it comes to the betting scenario now as you know as we sit here right now the rams are four and a half point favorites uh for super bowl 56 are are you Mm -hmm. leaning towards the favorite or does something tell you you may have to uh, load up on the underdog in this one well Derek, again just just everyone listening out there my specialty is doing the futures and the props right i try to deal in inefficient markets where I can find something that is not right, for lack of a better number. The numbers are wrong, or there's a, my numbers, I think, are better than the sports books in terms of setting futures and props. The spreads are very, very difficult, Derek. Uh, those are efficient markets. Um, I will tell people what I think. But again, always remember, again, these are just liens um, that I that take them for a grain of salt. You can ask your wife. She would also know. It's it's It's... Those things are much harder to predict, but I know I'm on here and I want to give you what I thought. So listen, from a matchup yep, point of view, yep. right, the defensive line and the pass rush of, of Aaron Donald and Von Miller versus a very suspect offensive line in Cincinnati would lead you to maybe think, wow, matchup-wise, it's just maybe very too much to, to chew for for, uh, for Cincinnati. This, it, the ride may end here, but, and I, I, I again, I go back to two things, Derek, the Joe Burrow thing. I think in his elimination game, Derek, he has like 55 touchdowns and two interceptions in his career. There's something about this guy where he just does it. And I'm really just trying not to overanalyze it, Derek. Let's look at the last the last two rounds of the NFL playoffs. Every game has come down to the last yes. play. Literally every single one. Why is this game really any different? I don't think the Rams are any great shakes. I think this is a very – I think the Rams are more likely winner of the two teams. And my numbers made it three and a half. I do make a number of every game. It's four slash four and a half. My lean here would be to the underdog Bengals getting four and a half points. Um, but as I said, betting the games, in my opinion, is a harder yeah. uh, struggle than doing the props, uh, which is what I like to do. Like I had a, a show this year, Derek, I think I went a hundred wins and 53 losses wow. doing my props. So that's pretty good. How much of the fact that the favorites have gone three, one and one, in the last five Super Bowls, uh, way into the equation. Every game there to me is its own masterpiece, so to speak. Right. Uh, the fact that the favorites did well in years past necessarily, that doesn't mean anything to me. Cause it, I mean, I don't think Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford saying, Oh, favorite one, two years ago. Now it means I'm going to win or Joe Burrow's like, Oh God, like the favorite one. I can't, I don't put too much into that. I, I really look at each individual game, on its own. Now, if you have a situation, for example, years back when uh, Marvin Lewis was coaching the Bengals, 
they seem for whatever reason to struggle in those games and those first round games. You can never get out of those first round games in a situation like that. Sometimes with that, I maybe think there's a little bit to it where there starts to be a little bit of pressure on that team because of the coach maybe not being able to, to get past that, that, that mark. And maybe that happened to Andy Reid even in Philadelphia we saw. So, But in a situation like this, Derek, I would say I don't really factor much. Yeah, the, the over-under for this game is 48-and-a-half. If you were laying money on that, on that aspect of it, which way would you go, the over or the under? I would lean under in that, in that I actually think both, again, I actually do like over six and a half punts okay. in this game. Um, that was actually a prop I did bet. Um, I do think that we have, especially the Rams have a defense that has been playing really, really well. We saw in the second half, Cincinnati um, make some nice adjustments on Mahomes. I still wonder if Mahomes got injured, Derek. I don't know if you heard anything. Like That's something I'll, I'll wonder forever in my day. I've never seen a superstar player go from playing Hall of Famer to Hall of Shamer like that in one half of football. I've, n- I've never seen it. something that was that drastic of a turnaround. But I would lean here to the under. Um, I think points will be more of a premium. Uh, but obviously, these are two great offenses and that have the ability to put a lot of points on the board, but I will lean here to the under. Okay, going into this game. Now, Cincinnati has covered the spread in six consecutive games against teams with winning records. Does that make you pump the brakes a little bit and kind of reanalyze the thought process going into the betting aspect of it for this game? Well, it's one of the reasons that I, I Derek, that I do lean to Cincinnati. Okay. Look, this is a team that all you look, they, they've, they've done well in situations like this. They've done, look, Against Tennessee, Tennessee was number one seed and, and, and finally was healthy. They got Julio Jones. They got A.J. Brown. They got Dark Henry. The band was all back together. That was a tough game, and they won that game despite getting sacked nine times from Joe Burrow. And then, of course, last week's win, everyone, including yours mm-hmm. truly, was saying, no way. They cannot win at Kansas City. Kansas City won the AFC Championship game the week before. They're just This is just a coronation waiting to happen. They get down 21-3. Again, there's something to me about Joe Burrow and maybe about this team where they have, you know, Derek, they, they call it that it factor in show business right. or that there's something about Cincinnati. Me, they have that it factor because of Burrow or whatever it is uh, where they seem to, to rise up in these games. So, yeah, I actually do put a little. Into OK, that. so you were talking about Cincinnati's uh, porous offensive line a few moments ago and against Tennessee, Joe Burrow got tattooed. He got sacked nine times, got hit well over 20 times. Yet Cincinnati somehow found a way to win the game. Move on to the AFC championship game against Kansas City. They protected him much better against the Chiefs' pass rush. So I, I, I set that up to say this. Can Cincinnati's porous offensive line stand up to the Rams' more high-profile defensive front? Well, Derek, listen, to me, that is the question. Because last year's Super Bowl, and one I encourage everyone to listen to the podcast is this. Last year's Super Bowl, if you asked me before the game who I think was going to win, Kansas City or Tampa Bay, I thought it was hard, but I picked Kansas City to win the game. Two possessions into that game, two possessions in there, I made massive live bets on Tampa Bay, and I texted my friends, Tampa Bay is going to win this game by three touchdowns. And they're like, what are you talking about? They're losing 3 nothing. I'm like, they can't protect Mahomes. I'm like, this is going to be, they're not going to score any points. I'm like, they cannot protect their quarterback. This is not going to end well for them. And I know Andy Reid is stubborn where, as great of a coach as he is, he's not maybe going to try to run the ball more or, or do other things he should just pass that much more. So if I see a game live betting where Aaron Donald, Von Miller are getting in, I will think at that point that probably Cincinnati is drawing dead, so to speak. That is the answer. The, the question, Derek, is what you just said. Mm-hmm. Because if they cannot protect Joe Burrow, they will not, in my opinion, 
in my opinion, not be able to overcome it like they did against Tennessee. All right, now- how many total bets are you wagering on this Super Bowl? I mean, I mean, you're you're all over the place. You cover your base as well. So, so how many total bets are you going to make on this Super Bowl? I'll probably have about thirty different 30 bets. Now, bets. Friends of mine that'll have about over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I'll have about I'll have about thirty or so, and I'll definitely give some out to everyone listening on the show. But yeah, um, but there's a lot there's a lot of different bets I'm going to have, and and some other bets. I can't get some other friends of mine were able to get on bad. Like sometimes, Derek, what will happen is the sports books will make a mistake. It's just as simple as that. They'll put out a bad line. Uh, I'll give you an example of one. Um, there was a bet where what will be longer, the longest field goal in the game, the over-under for yards, or the over-under for points. And the over-under, I think, for the game opened at like 50 and a half, and the over-under for field goals was like 48 and a half. And Really quickly, the the, the over under got back down to forty eight and a half. But the prop was what would be longer. The the over under was minus like two fifty, which it never it ended up being the same over under. It should have been the exact same. And 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 a, like a, a good friend of mine was able to, to hammer that one. Sometimes it'll just be a, a mistake like that that unfortunately I'm not able to get my my hands on uh, on all those bets because you know and but. People who literally will, will find stuff like that, pieces of gold like that. I'm always looking, but sometimes it's hard to actually get in on that. And again, you maybe have a few seconds to do it. Then wow. Well. All right. Now, to, to be as successful as you have been in your career doing what you do, you have to be fearless to a certain degree. And oh, But yeah. has there ever been a, a, a one, if you can think of one, has there ever been a bet you've you've struggled with before you've made the bet? You didn't feel good about it, but you had to do it anyway because it was a challenge. And yet you had to sit back and sweat it out until the very end. Man, I, I well, here, Derek, what I will say is one thing that I've become very good at, right? And it, And it's, and it's, it's hard for the recreational better to do. I'll give you an example. Let's suppose uh, I think a certain wager has um, a 25% chance of happening. So the, the odds should be three to one. Okay. And if I'm getting four to one on that bet, okay, I'm getting four to one. And I think the odds should be three to one. It's a bet I think is going to lose, right? Like, I'll talk, I, but, but I feel like I have to make it. I'm always willing to put in bets, always, that I think are going to lose. Because, I, again, I bet numbers, not what I, I think is going to happen necessarily in one game. I try to say, over the long run, what is going to happen. So I'm constantly putting in bets, Derek. For me, it's always evaluating what do I think the percentage chances of, of a certain bet winning or, 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 or occurring or whatnot. And if I think there's edge in that bet, even if I think the bet's going to lose, even if I think it's a... Like a, a bet that real, like for example, if someone said to me, I'll give you 101 odds the game goes in overtime. Do I think the game's going to go in overtime? No. But if you're going to give me 101 odds on it, I'd make a large wager on it, right? Because because the, the, the odds to me would be way above what I would consider to be a fair number. So that's what I'm always, what I would say to people is if you're going to do this long term, don't be afraid to lose a bet. Because if you, if you keep finding value in numbers and you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, that three to one example I gave, you're maybe you're gonna bet you're gonna bet four times and you're gonna go one and three and you're gonna win four hundred on the hundred four hundred that you win the one time and lose three hundred the time you lose you're gonna make a hundred dollars you're gonna be that's a nice return on your investment 
you just you may not win it on that first bet or the second bet. You may take to the third one, but keep doing it. Hey, Brad. Speaking of numbers, what was your winning percentage? Would you say this season for this NFL season? Well, and again, what Derek? What I specialize in again is two things, and I have a a, 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 a podcast I do uh, called uh, BetPrep.com. Uh, I, it's a it's a great show. I did 153 bets this year, Derek. 153. I won 100 and I lost 53. And all these bets I give out, I give all these bets out every single week. Uh, it's a great show. And I do another one called Giving Futures. And that is something uh, something else I do. Like, for example, my two biggest my two biggest bets of the year in terms of awards bets, Derek, Micah Parsons, it's seven to one to win rookie of the year. I had a fortune on that. And obviously he's going to win that unanimously. And in pro basketball, I had Tyler Hero at 14 to one to win the six man award. He's now minus 1100 to win the award i took 14 to 1 those were like my two biggest individual bets and they you win something like that it's going to cash i'm always searching for value uh each week and on my shows giving futures and giving props again i'm i just do this stuff to help people truly i i that's what makes me and you got to know me dark i honestly i i like i'm a nice guy i actually really yes, try to are. just help people and i don't do it i don't get paid the money to give these things i'm doing it to just to help people because it makes me feel good. If I can help anyone, just one person win um, on something they weren't going to win on because I know how hard it is to win these things, uh, it makes me feel good. All right, because uh, prop bets is your specialty, all right, we're going to tap into a few I, I wrote down here and see if you can help people out that are listening. And I want to start with the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, there's a whole yeah. host of names you can pick from, from Stafford, Burrow, Cup, Chase. Yeah. Um, what would you tell people would be your odds-on favorite in terms of who's going to win this, the MVP for Super Bowl 56? Well, the favorites, will, Derek, will obviously be the quarterbacks, right? But that's not where yours truly is going. There, look, there would be only two things I can look at here, okay? And my favorite one, my favorite one, again, this is a perfect example, by the way, what I was talking about. I'm not afraid to make a bet that I really, really, really think is going to lose. I really think this bet's going to lose. But I think the odds be more like, 20 to 1, and I'm getting 40 to 1. I bet Cam Akers to win MVP. Reason being, okay, Derek, even though I think I do think the Bengals have a good chance to win the game, Cam Akers has taken over for Sony Michelle as the as the lead back. And if you look at his games, Derek, last year, at the end of last year, he had like six straight games of over 100 yards right in that area. And the reason he struggled was efficiency these last two games, going against two great run defenses in San Francisco, right, and in Tampa Bay. We watched Kansas City run at will against Cincinnati last week. Every carry McKinnon got, uh, every carry CEH Hilaire got was at least five yards, right? And I could see a scenario like that Arizona game where maybe they get off to a lead, okay, the Rams, and they rely on the running game. They, they rely on the running game, and, and Cincinnati just um, – is, is, is able to, not able to, to keep up. And you look, I'm going to need him to get 100 yards, right? I'm going to need him to get 100 yards. I'm going to need the Rams to win. But I think there's certainly a, a, a narrative where he gets 100 yards. And what I like about it, let's suppose he gets 100 yards, Derek. It means there's a better chance that Stafford didn't throw for 300. Doesn't mean he won't. And there's a better chance that Cup didn't explode because there's only so many yards to go around. So if I know I'm getting them, like which is why like if you bet – uh, Stafford for MVP, or if you bet Cup for MVP, there's a chance they, they both had great games, right? So they could take away from each other. By betting on the running back, 
it means that maybe we'll get a game like that Cardinals game where Stafford only passed the ball 17 times and they ran the ball like 50 times. Now, the other guy, if I had to pick one other guy, would be Cooper Cup at 6-1 to one, just because he's been so freaking good, Derek. Uh, and maybe he has like a 160-yard game uh, and like a Santonio Holmes kind of game that Holmes had against uh, Arizona that game where Big Ben did not win MVP. Uh, it's, but I would rather take a chance on the 40 to 1 on Cam Akers just because I think Cincinnati's run defense is vulnerable. 40 to 1, you know, I, 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 I took a double. Okay, first team to score. Well, here's one again. Like, you, you should, again, the Rams, even though, again, my own personal opinion is that this game's more closer to 50 50, but you can, if you can get the Rams minus a dollar 20 to score first, that is a good wager because the Rams are two to one favorite to win the game. So again, what I think is irrelevant, I'm just trying to do the math. So anything with the Rams on those kind of bets is usually going to have more value, Dirk, because in theory, they are supposed to win the game two out of three times. So if you can get them close to even money to score first, it's a good All wager. Right, first team to record a sack. Well, on this one, now again, both teams clearly can do it, but to me, Derek, this is one where I do think there's, a, in my opinion, a legitimate edge for the Rams. Uh, they were, I think, fifth in the league in sacks or something like that. Uh, and the Bengals gave up the most pressure this year, like any team. Have to lean for the Rams there. I definitely think they are the clear, clear favorite. All right, successful field goals in this game. The over-under set at three and a half. Well, what I would tend to prefer is there was a field goal prop I did. it. I bet McPherson to kick the to kick the longest field goal, minus 105. Reason being, look, this guy is, I don't want to call him Justin Tucker Light. That's probably a little too far to go. But he's think what's he, like 13 for 13 like or something like that um, in these last couple of games. He's been kicking field goals like crazy. He's been kicking 50 yarders like crazy. To me, Matt Gay is a below average kicker, average at best. Um I, I, I took a shot at McPherson because he's a much stronger player. All right, here's one from the category of I cannot believe people actually bet on this stuff. The first team to call a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen, listen, Dark and again, and I, and I listen to everyone out there. If you want to have your fun and do these kind of bets, awesome, enjoy it. Just bet responsibly, and, and, and but just understand bets like that are for the most part they're really kind of luck based. I really try to stay in anything where I think there's an edge in me actually finding it. Um, look, I guess the only thing I would say is McVeigh treats his challenges the way uh, I treat my food. I, they, it just goes quickly. You know? <laughs> and, and he, he's, when I'm watching him challenge these things, it just, I was like, what the heck is he doing? Uh, maybe, and I, I will say this, I've seen the Rams, and if you watch, did you watch that game, Dark? Didn't it seem like they keep yes. snacking the ball at yes. zero? And they, like, so maybe just because of that, if you're asking me, because they were they were playing closer to waiting till the clock was zero, maybe Stafford's would be like, time out. Like, when the clock's at zero, maybe I would lean Rams just because of those. All right, here's, here's one that's really emerged as a popular uh, prop bet. The length of the national anthem, which is now set at, uh, the over-under is set at 95 seconds. Uh, Mickey, uh, Mickey Guyton, who I, I'm not a country music fan, but she's a rising country music Damn star. Right. Uh, the over-under for the National Anthem. You going over 95 seconds or under it? Well, it's funny. Well, it's interesting. By the way, I'll get, I, I, I'm going to give you a little secret here, Derek. When you follow these bets, okay, and I do, and if the, let's suppose you see it's 95 seconds and it's yes minus 110, no minus 110, and then you see yes minus 150, yes minus 180, 
Yes, minus 250. Yes, minus 300. Your inclination may be like, oh, wow, this was a 50-50 bet. Let me take the under. Or let me go the other way. It's quote-unquote value. No. Usually what happens is there are rehearsals in this stuff there, and someone knows. And let me tell you something. People bet this stuff, and they bet it big. So if you see it going one way, it's an avalanche at that point. Jump on board because almost 99% of the time, that's going to be an accurate way of looking at it. Um, look, not, I will say this. It seems like most of them recently, Dark, have been two minutes. So 95 seconds seems low. But again, to me, the nuts is, so to speak, seeing if, if, if you can get information, Google, like, what, what 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 the practice things are doing, right. and if you see some the, the, the practice session was at 102 seconds or something like that, well then obviously I'd bet the over. See it's at you know 88 seconds. I'd obviously bet the under. All right, now I need you to give me three your top three prop bets for Super Bowl 56 and why. Ooh. Wow, are you you're 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 capping me at three? Right. I like the <laughs> I like the pressure here, man. I like the pressure. All right. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a couple simple ones that I just like. Um, who will have the most rushing yards in this game? <laughs> to me, there's really only two players that can do it. Okay, so I don't understand this line at all. I took plus a dollar forty on Cam Akers. I don't, I really can't see any way there's a third player. I, I, I'm trying to be objective about it. Is it possible there's an injury or something like that? I guess. Could Sony Michelle is over under 20 yards? Could he do it? I guess. But I, I really am throwing out those two players. To me, this is at least a 50-50 bet. The Rams are, even though, again, I think it's going to be a close game, the Rams are the most likely winner here. And I think the Rams have a better chance, Derek, of having success running the ball than the Bengals do. So I'm going to take Cam Akers plus $1.40 to be the leading rusher in the game. Next, Derek, I mean, gosh, Cooper Cup. I mean, this guy This guy has been one of my best playmakers all year. Um I've made a fortune off him, and I've been backing him left, right, and up the middle. And I'm going to do it again. Most receiving yards in the game, Cooper Cup plus $1.50. I know he's going to lead the Rams, okay? He's led the Rams every game. So I know he's going to do that as good as Odell has been. He's going to lead the Rams. Can Jamar Chase beat him? Of course he can. Can T. Higgins beat him? Of course he can. Will they beat him? I don't think so. So I'm going to take plus $1.50 on something I actually think is going to happen. So you want to give me three to two odds? Derek, that's how we're making our million. And then um, one more bet for you. Oh, God, Derek, it's tough because there's there's a bunch of these I like. I will go with hmm. – I'm going to go Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson under two and a half catches. What? And the reason I'm going to take Van Jefferson under two and a half catches, Derek, he has been struggling since Odell's become much more of the, the focal point of this team. Uh, Van Jefferson, his last uh, nine games has gone under this total. Uh, he's actually gone under this total. I'm sorry. Uh, eight, seven of his last eight games. Seven of his last eight games. He's gone 2-2-1-4-2-1-2-2. Two, 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 and his targets have just been very, very light. Okay, he's only getting targeted about three times a game. So I'm going to take a shot on Van Jefferson not to be heavily involved. In this wow. All right. All you people out there listening, you've heard it from the man himself. You know, you mentioned something <laughs> a short while ago. And, you know, it's something that really made me gravitate towards you when we first got to know each other. You talk about how you just like to help people. There's no monetary yeah. gain in it for you. 
Uh, you just like to help people uh, just find a measure of success when it comes to the betting game. But I will twist it up a little bit. As much as you help people, are there certain tidbits that you do keep for yourself? Uh, <laughs> well, you can't put all the secrets. Ah, there, you go. All there you go. Can't give them all away. I'm nice. I'm not that nice. I'm not Mother Teresa. I'm just Teresa. I'm not Mother Teresa. <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm, I, I try though, but I, I really do heartfelt, heartfelt. I, I really do try to, to help people, and I, and I, and it makes me feel good. It actually really makes me feel good if I can't help people. But yeah, there's certain things you. Because if you do say certain things, then maybe they won't be there. And I, I'm not trying to be selfish or anything like that. But, yeah, there are certain things you maybe, you know, have to hold back a little bit on certain wagers that you see each week on some of these sites. Because if you do bring them up and they do become too mainstream, they won't be there for me to, to take. But if you look at this stuff and, and study it, again, I study it 24-7 because I enjoy it. It's actually, I, I love it. Like, I'm lucky. Like, I actually do something I now love. And if you do something you love, it makes it a lot easier, Doug. You know, he is one of the nicest human beings you will ever want to meet and one of the more genuine people uh, you ever want to meet. And that's why I love Brad Feinberg as much as I do, because you won't find better people. Hey, everybody out there, please follow Brad uh, on his Twitter page at Brad's Best Bet. You can also see him on NBC Sports Philadelphia. And as he just mentioned in his podcast, you can also follow him at, at BetPrep.com. And for my money, and it's in my opinion, he is one of the leading betting authorities in this region. And I can't thank him enough for taking a few minutes to uh, share some inside knowledge and some intel with us here on Gun on One. My man, thank you so much. Hey, listen, Tom Brady was the GOAT in football. To me, you're the GOAT in media. Oh, I truly mean that. Oh, no, you are. No, but you are. You are. And again, everyone who listens knows how great Derek is. Oh, look, I had the chance, and I just want to say this to everyone listening. It's interesting. And I said this to Derek off air. When I came in to work for NBC, you know, no one knew who I was. People still right on my but, but but Derek, yeah, Derek, Derek was so nice to me, and he was obviously the you know the, the main guy there, and everyone looked up to and to Derek for all the amazing things he's done throughout the years. But he treated me like he would treat if like 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 someone like your your best friend. He was so nice, so kind to me. It made someone like me that didn't have any media experience, and he's like a Hall of Fame media guy, made me feel welcome from day one. And that shows you what kind of person Derek is, which is why I just think he's he really is the, the greatest. And that's why I, I, I truly would do anything. Else. So everyone listening, he is exactly what you would hope he is in real life. Are you trying to make me choke up here? You almost got you almost hey, got, you almost got Again, me. I, I, I don't BS. I don't BS. I, I I I, don't, I I say I say the truth, and that and that's and again that and that's again I always say in life like tell give me the person who's a nice person, not the guy who's the best athlete. Give me the guy he's a guy I'd be friends with, a guy I'd want to hang out with, a guy I would trust my kids with, a guy I would you know just just like being with as a, as a human being. Those are the kind of people to me they make the world worth living, and you're one of those. Brad, people. thank you so much, man. My my admiration and respect for you is endless, and you know, with with free agency coming up, and of course uh, the draft coming up. Hey, don't be surprised if I call you again, my man. To have you hop I on. I hope so, man. Anytime you want me, brother. Anytime. I appreciate it. All right, man. You. Thank you. And that's going to wrap up this latest edition of Gun on One. Hey, we thank you for listening in. As I tell you each and every week, everybody out there, especially in these times we live in right now, stay blessed, stay safe. But more importantly, try to be a blessing to each and every person you encounter in your life. Until next time, for Brad Feinberg, I'm Derek Gunn. So long, everybody. of D.
Young Enterprises in Patterson Square Garden. Alvin Shabazian and Wes Pendleton are the executive producers on behalf of Patterson Square Garden. Lead producer is Derek Gunn. Associate producer is John McNeil. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Alvin Shabazian. Original music by Weatherman. For more information about the podcast, visit gunonone.com. And please, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive rating if you're feeling the show. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.